This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. So today we're talking about how your teacher mindset affects your education business. Now you might tell me that it doesn't affect it negatively at all, but I would say that you are wrong. It's just that you haven't looked deep enough yet. So perhaps you haven't had a reason to realize it yet, but as your business grows, you'll need to grow as well. And I just wanted to give you some pointers on making the mindset transition from teacher to successful entrepreneur. And this is a massive topic, so I'm only going to be covering eight points in this episode, but I'll definitely revisit mindset in future episodes. So now is the time to start taking some notes. So the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that you're going to have to let teaching go. So you are not a teacher anymore. And I know that that can bring up so many uncomfortable feelings. So at the end of our teaching journeys, and you know, it could be that you're still in teaching right now, but at the end of our journeys, many of us felt pushed out. It might have got to the point where we couldn't cope. And then the feeling of the shame and stigma attached to that. I've certainly had it said to me before by people close, really, you know, well, if so-and-so can do it, why can't you? Even though the context is completely different, the schools are different, the age of the children are different, the hours are different. But those comments stick. It could be that you went off sick or you just was just so fed up. But at the end of the day, most people left for negative reasons. And it's easy for us to hold that blame. And if we're not careful, then we'll shift that blame to someone else. And I've seen that happen a lot because I have, um, I know lots of people who used to be in teaching who are not in teaching anymore. But we might even end up shifting that blame to ourselves. But the thing to remember is, is that we can't carry those feelings around forever. And if we want to grow, and in my honest opinion, that's essential for being successful in business. But if we want to grow, we're going to have to draw a line under it and move on. And this is a lot harder than you might think because it's not just about trying to forget it. We have to deal with it. So there's so much internal reflection work that needs to go on, especially if you feel like you've got no idea where to start. I know that if I'd have looked within when I was in teaching, then I'd have definitely lasted longer. I would have had more clarity on what was really important. Because I can say that I thought I knew, but I know now that I didn't know. So so the second point I want to cover is routine. So we have to be aware that routine affects our mindset. So teaching and schools, they're driven by rules. And all of a sudden, they're not there anymore. So when I used to do a half day on supply, I'd be driving around in the middle of the day. And honestly, it felt naughty to me. I'd finish at lunchtime, I'd be driving around, I'd notice that there weren't as many cars on the road and it was easier to get across town. Although I think times have changed really because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of pensioners with cars now and uh, mums who are working part-time or maybe they're on maternity leave. But at the time, it felt like there were fewer cars on the road and it felt really naughty to me. And I think we can go either way with that. We can either continue working 80 hour weeks and not doing things at the right time for us and just cracking on through and just working all the time. See, I went through this phase of going shopping one weekday morning because, well, it worked better for me and it was um, quieter. But because I did that, then I worked in the evening instead, but most evenings, to be honest. And it was because of the guilt that I felt. Even though I was giving that to myself, no one else could give me that. 
Or we could end up with a really unstructured day and not be very productive. And when I say not productive, I'm talking about how intentional we are because being busy doesn't mean that you are growing your business. So I allowed that guilty feeling to take hold of me and and I carried on with the same hours as I did before. And to be fair, I really enjoyed it. I really wish that I'd have worked harder to dismiss that earlier until it became non-existent because not doing so caused me problems later on in my business um, when I had a team as well. So I put these silly rules in place for myself that didn't really exist. And because then I projected those rules, I then noticed that other people thought I should live by them as well, even though I'd never said what they were. But I wanted to blame them for being unreasonable. But if I look deep within, I caused that. So the third thing then is you're going to have to kick the overworking habit. So I've just talked about working 80 hours and the fact that I still worked 80 hours. And I'd sit on a night making resources because I didn't know how to relax. And I used to say that teaching had ruined me for being able to watch TV with Ed and not be doing something else at the same time. And to be fair, I still struggle with that now. I like to be doing something. I don't like to just sit But, you know, in teaching, it can be this badge of honour to overwork. And I worked in one primary school where some of the staff stayed till eight or nine o'clock a few nights a week. And one time they pulled an all-nighter and they, they wanted to be branded as cool for that. And I remember being in absolute shock. And I used to leave at six and feel guilty. And this is the school I was on supply at. And I'd still go home with all my books still unmarked, dragging my pull along trolley across the car park. And I carried that guilt through with me into entrepreneurship. And in my mind at the time, more work equaled me being a harder worker. So in business, that must be the same. And even in teaching, that wasn't true. So I thought more work would equal more sales. And that was wrong. I never realized when I was in teaching how much time I spent on tasks that I didn't really need to do. Or how much extra time I spent that didn't need to be spent. And in the early days of teaching... So I did this in teaching and I also did it in the early years of my business. So I was focused on creating resources all the time, not selling what I'd already made. And it took me a long time to get out of that habit. And I've definitely been burned out more than once in my business. But I am really lucky that my passion is still there. You know, I've held on to it through all the different levels, through being the laborer, being the technician, being the manager and now being the leader. And I love new things and new challenges. So the new roles have definitely helped me keep that interest and that passion there. But now I go for walks every day in the daytime. And I remember that it's part of my work to do that. So I need to talk to people, obviously, as part of what I do. So I take those phone calls or I speak on Clubhouse and I do that on my walks. So I make it work for me and I design my work day how I want Because I can do that. I'm the business owner. I'm the entrepreneur. And you're in the same position. So I also think things through on a walk. And it's often where I get some of my best ideas. So we need to think about overworking and stop doing that. So the fourth point I want to make is about shaking off the culture of schools. So there is so much judgment in schools. So much judgment. And, you know, I work with a coach now. And I work really hard to understand myself. I'm... I'm like the model student, I'm the SWAT, always doing this extra work and listening to these other books or reading these other things to understand myself because I feel like I need to catch up, to be honest. I feel like I should have been doing this since I was a teenager and I haven't been. But it was only recently that I realized 
that I have this fear of judgment. And I thought it was a fear of failure when I was exploring what this feeling might be. But it never made quite enough sense because if I had a fear of failure, why did I start Crossroom Secrets? It wouldn't make any sense because I'd be too scared of failing. But I realized in time that it was actually this fear of judgment. And when I did a bit of investigating, I realized that, you know, it had certainly come from childhood, but it was fed so much by the school environment when I was teaching. So in school, we're so used to being judged. We dream up judgment that someone else made and then we grab it with both hands and then we slap it on ourselves like a big sticker. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone home and thought about a conversation that you've had and then you've made up a second more sinister conversation where they tell you what they really think, how horrible you are and you feel that injustice rise in you in the moment. You feel all the emotions and all those chemicals and you know what? They never even said that. That conversation never even happened. But we feel those feelings and accept that judgment all the same. And even in schools that don't have this toxic environment, the mindset of not being good enough due to fear of constant judgment is just rife. So it's really important that we step back and we examine the baggage. And, you know, that's the correct word for it. The baggage that we have in this area and we start to work on it. And it it might be that you need a coach or maybe you need to start reading some personal development books. And, you know, when you first come to this, it can be uncomfortable. Not everyone wants to make that step because it's hard, but it's really important that we do move into this. So I'm happy for you to reach out to me on social media and tell me what you're struggling with. And I will happily try and recommend the right book for you based on uh, what I know. So if that's good for you, then do that. So the fifth point I want to talk about is remembering who you are. So you are you, you are a person and you are not a role. You can understand and serve teachers because you were one or perhaps you still are one, but you're not one anymore or you're trying to move out of being a teacher and you need to think differently now. You need to think as an entrepreneur would think. So how do you want to structure your days in your life? Because yes, you can choose Do you want to only work during school hours? Do you want to work early and have afternoons off? Do you want to work only a few days a week? Plan out a timetable for this week now and then review it on Sunday and make some changes. I'm always changing my schedule based on my learnings and my circumstances. And it's like I'm always trying to edge closer to the sweetest part of the sweet spot for me. So the sixth point I want to make then is how you've got to change your thoughts around money. So now you're in entrepreneurship, Money comes from a different place. It comes from a different place when you're in business and it's not from the government and it's not free. And I know that money that comes into school isn't free, but it's really difficult when that money just appears and school doesn't have to do anything for that. And you've got to have a completely different mindset. So if you've set up already, you already have had the the sharp shock that I did because things cost. Businesses have expenses And businesses have expenses before they've made any sales. You can end up paying out a lot in subscriptions and insurance and all sorts of things. And it's really uncomfortable to start thinking in that way. But you need to be more money focused. You know, and it's not about being greedy. It's about understanding value and what that costs. So I think it's worth saying that service is still the most important thing in your business, of course. But you can't just do it out of the goodness of your heart anymore because you're not being paid by the government. You know, you're not getting that salary. 
So it's easy to make it into a, a time for money kind of thing. We can really focus on being paid by the hour and think about all the hours we could work in exchange for money. It's like we really want to make it hard for us and fix it so that we've got to be fully booked to make ends meet. But in teaching, you know, we rarely saw it as that, did we? It was a salary and we had to get the job done. And entrepreneurship is the same as your job before. So focus more on the week's salary and how to increase it. So it might be that, you know, it works for you to have two consultant sessions a week and that covers you for the whole week. And then the other days are admin days and you see it as a salary. So you need to work out how to make that income what you need it to be or what you want it to be and work towards that. So the seventh thing I want to talk about is that you need to be open to possibility now and not be scared of it. You can increase your income. You can work less and get more money for it. You can outsource tasks that you don't really like or maybe they bring you down a bit. You can grow your business bigger than you first imagined even though other people might be doing it or other people might even say that you can't, but you can. Have you actually sat down and written out what you want to be possible for you because it is possible and you need to believe it now and the eighth thing I just want to bring to the table is that you need to understand yourself so personal development is massive for me and this is a huge topic that I'm going to be going into more detail on over the months and years that I'm doing the education business podcast but what is it that you really want how do you react in situations what are the reasons for that go for a walk and see what comes up for you go with the question you know what is it I really want and don't expect the answer necessarily to come up straight away you might have to do this many many times but I often go for a walk with a question in my head and I just let my thoughts flow I don't worry too much and I don't worry whether I'm thinking about the question I just let my thoughts roll on from each other and then I might just come back to it. It's a bit like meditation. But it's really important to give yourself space and time to think about what you actually want. When we're in teaching, we had no time to think. There was no time for that extra downtime. It just wasn't there. So I think of those eight points, if there's one thing that oozes from every point there, it's judgment and fear of judgment. And I, I really want you to spend some time becoming aware of what judgment really looks like in your life? Where do you create it in your mind? Where do you give it to other people? Where do you receive it from other people? Even if that's actually a perception that you made up in your mind and not their perception. And the reason I want you to do this is you can only deal with what you're aware of. And it's important to become aware of these things. So I really hope that helps. If this episode has been helpful to you, then please share it with one friend to help them grow their education business as well. Just keep believing in what's possible for you and I'm going to catch you on another episode of the Education Business Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.